Hey, what is going on? This is your host, Steve V. Happy Monday. Letting you know that this episode of Tags Live was recorded last Wednesday. But you can join us every Wednesday night live. Join in the conversation alongside my co-host, Cody Maurice Doggett. It's a lot of fun on the Get Vocal platform. Simply go to getvocal.com forward slash channel forward slash tags live. Hey, what is going on? It is Wednesday and we are tags live a part of the get vocal platform on Wednesday nights, which is called the connection zone. Very happy. This is that zone connection zone, which is all about relationships, love, sex, and so much more. Of course, we fit into the sex sexier side of it every week nine o'clock here <laughs> say hello to my co-host cody maurice Daggett. how the hell are you doing hello darling i'm doing well tonight how are you i'm doing really good actually very good you look and, so cute oh thank you x marks the spot we are <laughs> we this is our interactive live show we've got a great show ahead of you including our friend jen who's going to be talking to us about are the difference between lesbianism and gay and we're going to intersect and in how we're similar and go over misconceptions and all that good stuff it's going to be a lot of fun coming up a little bit later in the show we've also got virtual voices our show program that we started when we started this show tags live that we are excited to keep on going and this week we're talking disclosure i just love that word mm -hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's a great band. So I, I was like, that's why I picked it because the disclosure the band. So there you go. And <laughs> as always, this is the show. If you're watching us on our YouTube channel, we will check over there to see if you have some commentary. Of course, on our Facebook page as well. We really implore you, if you can, to get on our Get Vocal platform because we can really see the comments in real time. And this is the show where throughout the hour, even when we are in the middle of a topic, we will look over there and if you have something to ask us, we're gonna answer it. It's our interactive show that we're really excited to keep on being interactive. Well, let's get yeah. um, One of the things I was excited about this week and why I'm doing so good is we celebrated our 200th episode of Tag's podcast, AKA Talk About Gay Sex. I started the show three years ago and this past Tuesday, yesterday, came our 200th episode. Can you believe it, Cody? Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you win, darling. Exactly. You're a winner, baby. You're a winner, baby. <laughs> Boy, 200 episodes. Woo. And you know, and I thank you a lot. And I thank you actually in oh, the episode you. a lot because really to get to 200, it was really this year, interestingly, all, if you will, mm -hmm. that we racked up more episodes in a COVID quarantine year. And I say that because why? Well, we started, I started wanting to have an extra show sex with stevie which is still going on every thursday night it's a facebook yeah. live show you're on that show you call in every week I it's am. a lot of fun i love it yeah but in the middle of the summer we get asked by get vocal the platform we are on right now to do a third show so i think it's really amazing to to develop to introduce two extra shows 
in the middle of a pandemic. And I think it's just it's worked so much because people are at home. People are obviously t- tuning into more things like podcasts. I'm so happy because when we started the show podcasting, Tags podcast wasn't like a big deal. It was, but it's mm-hmm. only gotten bigger and bigger. And you know how big we like. So, five <laughs> <laughs> hey. queen over here. <laughs> I mean, no shame in your game, and I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm a size queen too, but uh, different different holes for different different holes for different folks. Um, but it just goes to show you. It's a, it goes to show you that. Um, Queer voices matter, and you know there's so many uh, people that want to hear their voice recognized out there in the community. So, congratulations to you, my love. You're thank doing you. a great job. Oh, thank you. And before we get into our first segment, which is a hot, hot gay sex topics, and we're gonna cram them in this week. Um, I just. <laughs> Uh, we are. You love saying that, don't you? You I love do. saying that. I do. I do. <laughs> Truth be down, I love it. Um, on this week, tomorrow night, Sex with Stevie on our Facebook channels. You just go to at Tags Podcast. We're live from 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. And tomorrow night, did you guys all know that this weekend is Folsom Street Fair? It's hard to believe it's coming up this weekend. And I've got somebody calling in who's working on the whole virtual production of Folsom Street Fair calling in tomorrow night. Plus, we've got some more hot gay sex topics. It's a different format, but it's a whole lot of fun. Tune in tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, facebook.com forward slash tags podcast. Well, let's get in, Cody, to our first hot gay sex topics. And like I said, I'm ready. We're going to cram them in today. And these, these, <laughs> this week, they're a lot of fun. And I couldn't help, but I, you know, we scour, we scour for the hot gay sex stories of the moment. And their CBS, the network, just removed Cor- a Corbin Fisher. Corbin Fisher's a gay porn site, gay porn mm-hmm. star, Noah Purvis. His real name is Noah Purvis. Mm-hmm. on the CBS show called Love Island. And just to read you a teeny bit of what went on so you all are up to date, let me put my glasses on. So he only, referring to this guy, lasted two days on the show, but Noah Purvis, a.k.a. Corbin Fisher's Ethan, I love how he just only went by Ethan, is now the most famous Love Island contestant of the summer. So straight up gay porn reported on this exclusively last week. But the Corbin Fisher gay porn star, according to them, made his debut on the reality dating show last Thursday night. But over the weekend, CBS and Love Island scrubbed all mentions of Purvis from their sites. And he was nowhere to be seen on the actual show last Sunday night. Many speculated that um, that CBS removed the hunky gay for pay for a former Due to his gay porn career, which was active as recent as two weeks ago. Okay, well, I just saw some scenes. Oh. I'm going to talk to you about it in a second. <laughs> we're going to talk about. Oh, I thought we we're going to talk offline. But okay, when he right. delivered, <laughs> well, he, when he delivered one of the best cum facials of the year, and today wow. the network. Okay, you got to send me those scenes. You got to send them to me. The network released a statement um, to ET Entertainment tonight addressing Noah Ethan's removal. Well. 
we'll post it on tags podcast if you will but essentially that's the storyline there and i don't know at first thought i did some digging because i wanted to see what this guy really looked like and interestingly enough i don't watch love island on cbs Mm -hmm. but it's one of those dating shows on an island yeah and it's for heterosexuals, essentially. So my first thought was, why would you know when you've done gay porn before, even if it was gay for pay, that the networks aren't going to do some digging and not find that even if you call it gay for pay, that you would have done this and they're not going to pull this up because it's a gay heterosexual dating show. And I thought, yeah. dummy, dummy, like, why did you do that? To me, I just thought the other thing I noticed was he was the top in the scene and it was mm-hmm. okay. It wasn't great. I think <laughs> we, for TV, he really leaned up, tanned up and, you know, spelt it out for the CBS Mm-hmm. TV show, but in the gay porn, interestingly enough, he was a little bit not as tight as I thought. Oh, really? Was. Yeah, that's what that's I thought. Shocking. Well, you know what? That's what I thought. So I'm sticking with it. <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of time, Cody. What are your thoughts? All right. So that's crazy to me. Um, it's a complete double standard. I feel like everybody on Love Island is one cell phone hack away from being a porn star, number one. All right. <laughs> Right, but a gay porn star. I mean, it's a double standard because, like, is how much worse is a gay porn star than a or that? I don't think either one of them are bad. I think porn stars' voices are are valid as well, and I think that they really lost out by by dismissing this guy. Well, it just goes to show that, um, you know, mainstream heterosexuals. Uh, especially in TV and film and in the middle, uh, the mid, the Midwest or wherever they are, the flyover state, they don't really like consider us valid. And I just think that that's crazy to me. Well, let me push oh, back on that. One because- more thing. One more thing. Bisexuals do exist. So even if he it was in gay porn, Okay, let me stop you right there because we're not talking. We are not. We are not talking like that other summer program on Netflix. Um, what was the show that? Our producer Vivian told us about dating is or the dating show. It was a we oh, talked about it. Anyways, I forgot. Anyways, there was a situation on the Netflix show which is about dating where they're in those pods where they can't see each other. I know they, it. I know they, exactly what you're talking about. I hope everybody else does. And somebody type love in, you know, love is, blind. love is blind queen. Oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> Thank you. Who's queen? Thank you. It's Quinessa, another one of my really beautiful, wonderful friends. On Love is Blind, they addressed the issue that you're talking about, Cody. And it was essentially the same thing where one of the contestants turned out to be bisexual. And it was a whole Mm -hmm. storyline. That was one thing. And they got married and it blew up, of course. We're talking about Love Island where okay. not this person didn't come out as bi, he didn't come out as anything. But what did come out was his gay porn, where he's effing another boy on camera. So it's not, it's that is not the same thing because what you're talking about is one's actually identifying as bi, the other one is like mm-hmm. actual porn came out with him doing the deed to, with another boy. I think it's completely different, app, you know, apples and oranges. Okay, we both. But what do you uh, know? What do you have to say? <laughs> I have to say that, like, I think that it's. I don't think that that's. 
I don't think that's the case. Like maybe I think part of it is that uh, he didn't disclose it to CBS. So that's, that's what was he going to say? Um, <laughs> oh, and by the way, as I'm signing my life away on this, you know, they have lawyers upon lawyers on networks like CBS, even yeah. if it's called Love Island and you're signing your life away. And you, what are you going to say? Oh, and by the way, agent, um, I did do this sort of porn a few different times where I was effing another guy. No, he definitely wouldn't have gotten picked well, then. But like, he's kind of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Like, it's it's he's like shooting himself in the foot. He should have never done it. He shouldn't. He should have disclosed it. And then I feel like it's always better to. No, you know what? I feel like it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. So like, the networks yeah. don't care. Listen, no one is mad at, and, and I, I don't want this, and I want you guys to all weigh in, and we'll check some of the different platforms. To me, mm -hmm. my argument is, believe me, doing porn is not the problem. Yeah. It's doing porn, then doing gay porn, and then thinking that you could go on a reality show on a network mm -hmm. in this climate like CBS, and which is all about heterosexual dating and think that it's just going to be like, oh, we can slide that under the rug. You know how much porn, like you do anything these days on a, on a uh, tight site and mm -hmm. Pornhub has access to it immediately. And yeah, immediately people that do only fans things all the time, naked, it gets somehow on Pornhub. It gets leaked on there. So why yeah. would you think, so to me it was dumb on his part not because of doing gay porn i don't care but if you're going to do gay porn then don't go on a reality show and expect that they're not going to find out about okay it. all right so this is a little bit pushback to you and if if you're going to do porn like they've had ron jeremy ron jeremy has been on in several several um porns in his in his lifetime and he was on brick brother wasn't he friend of mine's got a podcast and she asked me to tune in so it's just playing in the back uh -oh. Don't worry about it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Should I lock the panel? I think you should, yeah. Just for a second. And we want people to join in the conversation. Um, and I can't read anything, so read on the yeah. side if Jen you It's a, a heteronormative patriarchal society, which I totally agree with. And Vanessa basically said, well said, Jen. So, yeah. Okay. But Ron Jeremy, my point was Ron Jeremy has been on Big Brother before, and he does porn, and, I, and I've seen all of them. I've, I haven't seen this Again, guy not before, a dating, but... again, the premise of Love Island is okay. hook, dating, correct? Am I right? Or yeah. So, I have no idea. <laughs> but, but, not, but not dating, you know, not dating a guy that might be bi, it's like, uh -huh. or maybe dating that is done porn. And I'm sorry, I wish it was a little bit more open. And I know I'm, I have this sort of conservative, I sound very conservative right now, but the reality mm -hmm. is I just, in working with our TV show and getting stuff out there, that TV, the major networks are very conservative, unfortunately. And I don't think we're there yet where you could have done gay porn and we're even and we're even ready to hear why you did it and when you did it, but that you could still want to be on the show and really be interested in these girls, albeit reality. I mm -hmm. just don't think the networks, I think, 
unfortunately he should have thought of that because we're not there yet and that's a problem and i i do admit that's a problem with our society yeah, i don't i just don't agree with that like i think that uh you know porn stars voices are valid and they're human beings too sex oh, well, workers we are, are human beings we talk about that all the time so, how valid they I know are. we talked about that the other day um on our show and it's not mm -hmm. about that his voice is invalid and well the reality is and we have to move on anyway and we'll get to yeah. our other topic tomorrow on sex with stevie but the reality <laughs> is Stevie did speak up and they canceled him off didn't even put him on the website anymore and he's gone i mean that's it jen poses a question I, she wonders if it was a female who had done lesbian porn would they react in the same way Jen, we're going to talk about this when you get on here. I know you're jumping at the bits here. She's ready. She comes ready. Jen, we just locked the door and we'll let you in at 930. All right, let's move on. All right, we've got to get tomorrow. We'll get to our other topic that I wanted to get yeah. to on Sex with Stevie tomorrow night, 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. I cannot wait. We There's mm -hmm. so much to talk about these days, and I love it. It just keeps fueling it. But Vulnerable Voices was a segment we started when we started Tags Live, and it was really only going to be a four-part series. And what we realized as we started it is that we really are vulnerable, and there's more to it than a four-part series. So we're keeping it going. And on this week, we wanted to call it Disclosure. And I think one of the things when I meant Disclosure about vulnerability as LGBTQ, let's just start with the, the initial thing that can be very vulnerable is when, you know, when we've seen our doctors in the past, when you have to mm -hmm. disclose, we all know whether you're filling out a form for the first time, how many drinks do you drink in one week? Oh, and, man. And like that. <laughs> how do you feel when you see that on on that? And do you actually ever put the the actual amount, Cody? Because I've, I've well, I can never remember. You. I can never remember. No. <laughs> how convenient. <laughs> no, that was a joke. Um, I try to be with my primary care doctor. I try to be as uh, as honest as possible because those things that actually they matter to my health, and he needs to know those things, right? And I also have a really, really good rapport with my primary care doctor. He's a gay man, also, so I feel like I I can open up to him about so many things. So I think it's really important to have that rapport with your doctor, whether they be gay, whether they be straight so on and so forth. When I go to a specialist, however, <laughs> right. put... like your eye doctor, or your foot doctor, or whatever. <laughs> right? They, really need to know all... they do not they need, don't to, need know that. to know how many drinks I had. They don't need to know that I was at a rest stop and I got finger bangs. They don't need to know. Oh, all wow. these okay. <laughs> but we all need so, to know that on this show. So I mean, hey, that was hypothetical. That was a hypothetical. I mean, it has happened before. However, <laughs> But yeah, so they don't need to know that. So I really kind of just put things that are pertinent to my health it, that they in reference to them because I feel like leaving it out would be detrimental. But again, like I'm not putting, I, I feel vulnerable leave, putting all my business out there because it's triggering because even now, um, gay men are not allowed to give blood for three months. True. There's, there's a waiting period. So like we still get judged on a on like a gradient because we're gay. So you're talking about our like say for example for COVID giving our blood mm -hmm. plasma exactly. if you've been diagnosed with COVID 
And so many people are able to do that to help people that are dying of the virus. Yeah. And they did overturn it, but it's still caught up in red tape. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah, that's effed up. Um, you know, moving on with this topic, one of the things that's come up with just us, you and I, is mm -hmm. in terms of this show and with my other co-hosts, <laughs> is the idea that we have this platform. And again, we just celebrated 200 episodes. So we've been around for a minute. And mm -hmm. the idea that we share so much of our sexual life on this show and we have, yep. and I have since the get go. And it's really interesting because I don't know that I've ever thought about, Ooh, I'm sharing way too much, partly yeah. because I know how production works. And I tend to know that what's going to produce a, sh a better show is the more honest I am and the more real that my co-host and I am is going to ultimately, and Truth be told, this is the way it's gone. It produces a better show and connects with more people. And that's why we yeah. are here 200 shows later. But I don't know that I've ever thought so much that, oh, maybe I'm sharing so much that maybe somebody I'm interested in might use this against me. But it did come up this past summer when I was having a little bit of fling with the guy that mm -hmm. lived in my building. Okay. And he utilized what he thought he saw. Like one day he thought he saw on Sex with Stevie, our other live show, a hickey on my neck when I what? saw him and didn't call me out on it. And then when I did the show, I was, for that night, I was wearing like a handkerchief because uh -huh. I'm into fashion. And I mean, he, and you're fabulous, darling. <laughs> well, thank you. But he bridged that, that I was, that what he thought he saw earlier that day and just by the mere fact that i was wearing a handkerchief that i had a hickey and therefore i was seeing somebody outside of our confines and our bubble that we had mm -hmm. decided and so it goes even beyond just like i was seeing it goes beyond covid bubble type parameters yeah. and that i was hiding it on sex with stevie our live show and he never, he never told me that until later when we finally, we already had decided we weren't going to be together and we were hanging out. And he told, I said, well, just out of, for curiosity, why did it all end? And he told me that he thought he saw a hickey. And I said, wow, you couldn't be more wrong. And yeah. I'm, I'm also that's, insulted. That's and, quite a jump to make, honestly. And I said, why didn't you just ask me? And he said, because he was afraid of the answer, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, but to me, that's a huge vulnerability that you could be yeah. accused of something that you didn't do. Mm -hmm. And somebody's too afraid to ask the question, hey, by the way, it may look like you have a hickey on your neck. Did you, in fact, see somebody outside of our bubble or not? But he was yeah. too afraid to get the answer. And to me, that told me everything that mm-hmm yeah no that <laughs> you need to really grow up a little bit over there yeah um, across the hall i'm just Ooh. saying and <laughs> yeah like that's ridiculous totally yeah. ridiculous and yeah. see the vulnerabilities that people have that can construe crazy things in our head like that it, it, it rules you um me personally i don't really i tr try not to bring up the fact that i do a podcast only because like 
then they can listen to all the freaky. Hey, you got to promote our shit here. I, I do. I do. I tell people about it. But if I'm going on a date with somebody, then they can possibly go into the archives and know everything that I've done. So I love it first. And then once our they learn a little bit more about me and I learn a bit a little bit more about them and the kinks that they're into and they can't uh, use, like you said, use things against me. That's when I let them know. So, I mean, if they've got to, to a third date, maybe. <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, you know, it's really interesting, and I totally hear you, and I don't think I've ever had a problem with it ever until this. And I was still being honest with all of my life that whole time period, and I just think that, wow, even when you are being real and honest, it can be used against you by simply wearing yeah. a handkerchief. And But our other co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez... Oh, really? that you know he's been a little cautious when he was here in new york about who he dated and who he shared things with about the podcast and mm -hmm. rightly so i get it lincoln on the other hand has been in a relationship so his boyfriend kind of knows everything that's going on with everything so i don't know it's an interesting phenomena when you have a show about gay sexuality and you are gay and you are going on talking about these things I think I have the right personality. Clearly, I do three years later, but I can see where it could be an issue. And But you're handling it really well, I must say. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm doing my best. I'm out here. I am dating. So, and I'm, I'm learning how to navigate this. So, I'm, I'm really trying really hard because it's not easy. It's not easy to put yourself out there every single day. Um, I try to be as honest as I can on this show. Um, but I do hold things for myself because I think that that's really important. And I think that um, sometimes you just don't really, some things are for you and the person that you're, that you're, you're with, that you're in the situation with. Like last week, I uh, had a situation, I wanted to reveal a situation about a friend of mine. Uh, so I made sure that I called him beforehand to make sure it was okay yeah. to reveal on the show. So I think that that's really important too to have that um, openness and to for you for people to actually that communication in in your relationships too because if you reveal something that somebody is not willing to share out sure. in the open then that could cause cause a rift in your relationship. So and I, I think, think and I think to your point that's why this series works so well because we're talking about vulnerabilities of our gay sexuality but it transcends to our lgbtq all of us but it really can be really personal with you and i as hosts of this show yeah. talking about our vulnerabilities and still trying to le lead a gay adult male sexual life in this world and mm. it can it can but i'm fine i get it and 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 yeah i think it, but it's a lot of fun. I like being a little bit, for me personally, living on the edge like that. And I think it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, one thing I'm a little curious, though, with you is when you are on, say, dates of, do you share, you know, because political beliefs and not that political beliefs, but how much do you share about, and I know race is really big for you, being biracial yeah. and... Mm -hmm how much how important is that to you and what people say on um with their, some of their answers how that could sway it one way or the other how important is that to you i think it's super important um especially in this climate i was just having a conversation with a friend of mine and it was like 
these times are really divisive. So if people aren't aligned with how you feel on politically, it can cause like rift in your in your relationship. So yeah. I really feel like um and that's unfortunate, but that's just the the state of the world today. So state of the world, Janet Jackson. I see so many grinder profiles actually that says if you're a Republican and you vote for Trump, please don't hit me up. So that is it's not in mine, but yeah. I've seen that before. So I mean and then I get it. I understand. I wouldn't want to date a Trump supporter either, honestly. I'm putting that out there on on the record. Yeah, and to your point, I have uh, I'm going to read a comment. I put my glasses on real quick from our YouTube in just a second here. But to your mm-hmm. point, I remember back in the day, it was in the 90s that I met a guy that I was super into. I met him in 1994 when I didn't okay. live when I didn't live here in New York City and I came to New York City. It was Gay Pride and it was Gay Olympics and this guy lived in Texas and I remember being all enamored with him and carrying on with him. And then when we went to our respective homes, I decided to go visit him and he lived in Texas. And when I went to visit him in, in, excuse me, Houston, Texas, I remember looking on his bookshelf and getting to know him and seeing like the, the biography of Reagan, the president Reagan and thinking, why do you have a book on President Reagan? And you know he didn't really support the AIDS epidemic. And it was closer to that period in 1994 at that period. And we had such a riff. And I got Mm -hmm. on my high horse then. I think I would probably listen a little bit more these days. But then I I called it quits early. I think I left early. (laughs) I mean, it, it really did not go well. But yeah. That's getting real political. And yeah, um, real quick here, just to Paul Gregory says, hey, great podcast. And by the way, oh, and Paul Gregory, Lincoln always kills it. Yes, he does. I was just on the phone with Lincoln earlier today. We were sharing. um, He and I are going to do an upcoming episode. Jeremy and I are going to do one together. And then Lincoln and I, and we were getting creative on how we'll do it, maybe outdoors somewhere. And I never, my friend's, um, you you never listen when he's not on. Okay, good. I'm glad. Listen for Lincoln. He will be back on soon. I'm glad. Um, it is 9.30 and we've got to welcome our special guest. Let me unlock this thing for her. We spent so much time. Click Grab to, a spot, girl. Grab a spot, Jed. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so we, much for the welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for what you're doing, Stevie. This is great for the community, honestly. Thank you so much, Jen. And we want to welcome you. And, you know, I think my first question for you, Jen, is, and you've been such a supporter of this show, our Tags Live show. And I know that you're friends with Cody. Can you just share us a little bit on either how you met and how you became good friends before we get into to the meat of what we're talking about? Uh-oh. Sure. <laughs> I've known Cody for 21 years. Oh my God! Really? And you guys are so barely twenty-one. <laughs> I was gonna say, we were... sorry, are you fourteen? Because you were like, I'm not from Texas. I'm just saying. But um, <laughs> um, I met Cody. We worked together at a restaurant in Cherry Hill. We had been told mm-hmm. so much about each other prior to us meeting each other. So it was like once I met him, it was like, hey, I know you. <laughs> it was like, um... yeah, I know you too. And it's been like. Love at first sight, I guess, ever since. Uh, Brother, sister, ever since. 
I love it. So he bailed me out of jail. Oh my God, Jennifer. <laughs> I knew that he was a keeper after that, trust me. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, the, the very first time we hung out. So, okay, I, I have the. Okay, a, go ahead. In New Jersey, if you get a, t- a ticket for whatever, parking, speeding, whatever have you, they, they uh, issue an arrest warrant for you. So she got pulled over. I don't know what she was doing. Um, <laughs> his house <laughs> he was coming I to ran- pick me up so we could she, you ran a red light so I ran, ran a red, red light, light. Yeah. and they pulled her over and there was an arrest warrant for parking tickets and she, they took her to jail and I had to come pick her, bail her out yeah. Oh, yeah. hey that solidified the, the relationship <laughs> Jen you are forever I'm sure you bailed him out on some other reasons and I want those stories <laughs> later because I know Cody Maurice got get just knocked the dick out of my mouth. That's all. <laughs> you know, she's like, "It's time to go. Get them dicks out of your mouth." That's <laughs> so, Jen, you know, one of the things that I'm. I don't know why I am and I need to get over it is that so many of us gay men, I love your guys' relationship. And so many of us gay men are really quick to have friends with obviously other gay men, obviously other straight women. I We tend to have a lot of relationships with. You don't see a lot and I'm changing that in my world now. And Jen, you and I, I feel like are friends now. But <laughs> what, what, what do you think it is? Or, and correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me that you don't I don't feel you always see a lot of gay men and lesbians being like friends in is that a reality or is that on my head no I would say it is a reality um more so now that I've crossed the Mason Dixon line I live down here in Florida it's something that I haven't seen since I've lived down here it's very clicky we Cody and I both went to uh, a bar when he came to visit yeah. me down here and I got like harassed by the gay men for being there. You don't wow. belong here. You're doing here. This is our scene. This is our that. So I feel like because Cody and I didn't meet in that traditional uh, atmosphere of the gay club with a gay scene, and we were able to connect on a different level. Um, we both were very young too. So it was like, wow, to meet somebody else who's out, it, it was like one to cling to each other. You know, I, I feel like times are changing because everybody is so open with their sexuality that you, you just gravitate to your groups that, are specific to you so um yeah i i just feel like we sometimes I feel like we're an, an anomaly but it should be something that more people are doing yeah i love the idea of bridging our lgbtq because we share this acronym more and more like we can and i think it's so important um cody let's get into some topics with jen here on yeah. say like what we were talking about in our text messaging back and forth and what would be one of the first things you want to bring up as for us to talk about Let's talk about um, the commonalities and the difference between like gay and, and lesbian relationships. What do you see as the things that we have in common and what do you see as the things that, that are, you are completely different for us as, as, as gay people? So one of the main things I would say that I see as a major commonality between gay and lesbian relationships is that we're, always, we're all looking for love. We just wanna yeah. find mm-hmm. that perfect member or that f- perfect person who's going to just get us. Um, That's beautiful. I feel like lesbians are a little bit faster to try to find that. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotypes, <laughs> or Cody, maybe. Or Cody. I, I was going to say, 
I joined your team on that one, so. You might want to induct this one over here if you can. Do I get a toast? As your honor. <laughs> um, so I would say that that I would say is definitely a commonality between us as a community. Um, the one thing I will say that I do see is a major difference between uh, lesbian couples and gay male couples is the sex drive once the relationship has been solidified. Um, okay. A lot of lesbians, you know, once you've been together for an extremely a longer period of time, they have this thing called lesbian bed death. And it's really that, yeah, there's like a lot, I want to say intentionally there's a lack of interest, but sex kind of goes to the wayside and it's more about let's build our home, let's nest, let's, you know, let's get to know each other. And I, <laughs> I've always seen with male relationships, like it's always about that visceral, like let's get it in response, whereas lesbians are more emotional and you know. Well, Jen, let me ask you on this because I feel gay ma male relationships are not that different in that after a period of time, they get either tired of the sex and they either A, choose to open it up together sexually mm -hmm. or yeah. open it up and have open relationships where one guy might be seeing somebody on the side and somebody is and it's okay within theirs. Is that what you're talking about? And do and if not, or and if so, do lesbians also have that thing too, where they would consider open relationships, or that's off the table in general? And we don't make you to be, and I don't want you to be the only lesbian for all lesbians in the world here. But that be for the whole community. The PR but, um... director of lesbians. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Ambassador Jennifer, Ambassador Jennifer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but since you're here, since you're here, I would say that sex remains more on the forefront for male relationships, and you guys are more creative with how you remain connected to each other. Where you, like I said, might have open relationships, might have a, a third that comes in. I feel like lesbians if and when that is a part of the conversation, we become more polyamorous. So it's oh. like we want to join the family versus oh, I want to do my thing on this side. So it always comes but back like to the relationship. Like, okay, if yeah. we're going to open it up, then you're part of our threesome kind of thruple. Exactly, exactly. Oh. exactly. Like a Derek Berry vibe. That's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a so, uh, drag race here. Not every. It's the only frame of reference I have, okay. and you, you both know that. Clearly, okay? clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting because would you argue that? I mean, obviously, I, one of my things I wrote here and I was jotting some notes on, down before we got on this conversation was I just wrote the word libido because obviously gay men, we've got that whole testosterone thing going on. Do lesbians have that same libido? Like, do you, in general, and, you know, speak for yourself, speak for your girlfriends, but can you just talk a little bit about that? Felicia well, says that you're the lesbian ambassador, so she she oh, co-signs on it. Okay, that's she does. But um, <laughs> um, <laughs> our queen. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God, I lost my train of thought. Okay, I was I was talking to you about uh, lib libido, libido, sex drive, yeah. and yeah. Okay. Um, 
Well, yeah, with, with having testosterone, that definitely, uh, like y'all say, the head has its own, a mind of its own. You know, you wake up every morning, if you dream about baseball, it's a bat. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> hey, it is. She's not wrong. You know, women, our libido can go up and down. You know, we go through, uh, you know, due to our reproductive cycle, ovulation monthly, things of that nature. So mm. you can have times a month where you're just not interested in sex, and especially if you and your partner don't sync up where you're both kind of on that same ovulation cycle. It can be two weeks out of the month that y'all not doing nothing. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Personal so, question here. Are you single or partnered up? I'm, oh, no. I am married. Oh, I'm happy. well. Uh, queen is married. Oh, I see. Show us your ring, girl. Let me see your ring. Ring. <gasps> yes. How, I don't know. How long have you guys been together, you and Queen? Uh, so we've been together for about six years. That'll be October 5th. And actually, that's our wedding anniversary as well. Coming. So. We have actually two wedding anniversaries. It's kind of funny. We got married in uh, Islam Mujeres in Mexico in 20s. You are speaking. Okay, already, Jen, you and I have commonality here because I, I love Islam Mujeres and I love Mexico. Oh so, Siege, Cody, I found some similarities. <laughs> We're not so different after all. Oh, look at that. Um, we were actually in the United States October 5th, I mean, 4th or 5th, I'm not sure, I'm sorry, of last year. So we're actually coming up on a one-year anniversary. Well, congratulations. Uh, I can't wait to, I wish I was at the wedding. Um, so, okay. <laughs> at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us what it's been like during COVID being in a, in a, in a long-term relationship? Whew. You know, you really got to love that one you with. Yeah. I will be honest. <laughs> um, we've come because I became unemployed during COVID. Um, My partner, worked, you know, her office closed. She had to work from home. Mm -hmm. So confined, really confined to this space with some stressful stressors at the time. And I will say that it's important to have somebody who gets you emotionally, understands you, who is empathetic and sympathetic to your situation. Because if you got somebody who's not there for you, mm -hmm. being in this fine space, we would have, you know, we would be at each other's necks. But yeah. I will say I feel very fortunate. We have had some wonderful, great times, some great laughs. You know, we tried to keep it funky and spicy while we was up in here. So uh, <laughs> let me follow up on that question, Jen. Does sex with what the way? Cody just brought that up, become on the back burner kind of thing? Or does it become something that can actually, like you just said, spice it up when you can make it happen? Interestingly enough, you know, I can speak about lesbian death death because my, to be honest, my relationship had experienced it mm -hmm. prior to COVID because mm -hmm. I was working at a new job. I was a supervisor. I was highly stressed. I was never home, you know, and it was a lot of time we were apart. So it was like, and then when we were together, we were like at each other's necks. Right. So it was like, this is not good. But once COVID hit, it was like, you know, my wife kept saying, I like you so much better now. Oh. <laughs> All hey. it took was a pandemic. And then I started to like really delve inside myself and be like, you know what? I do see that there has been a decline in our sex life. So I've went out and started to look for some new toys and, oh. you know, those experiences and those times and you know it has definitely improved our relationship for the better so 
I will say I, I can only speak for myself. I'm sure other people have been through some horrible things during COVID, sure. just COVID alone. But um, it allowed for us to become recentered in our relationship. I will say. Very okay. nice. So would you? Okay, go, go, go ahead, ahead, Steve. Well, Jen, uh, would you say? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk. Um, so, would you say that the quarantine has actually allowed you to have some uh, introspection into not only your relationship but also yourself? My question was yes. better, but <laughs> <laughs> but you but you can still ask it. <laughs> um, I would yes, it's definitely giving me a time to become uh to recenter myself. I, you know, had felt like I, I was just so focused on getting at all my daughter and, and doing what I needed to do to solidify myself with my job that I forgot what was important at home mm -hmm. or what was important with my friends. I mean, Cody can attest to this. We didn't even speak for like six months at one point. Because yeah. every time you call me, I'm like, I'm busy. I'm doing, I'm doing. So I lost myself. I was just, I was a slave to the money for, for lack of a better term, you know. But this has really had me recenter and really reprioritize what's important to my life, mm. which are friends and family experiences. And, and sex toys, because you mentioned that just a second ago. <laughs> it out. And let me get to the question that I wanted to ask. Which, Go ahead, baby. Ask it. <laughs> with, you know, because I'm just curious, and I think a lot of us are, um, you know, in a lot of our relationships, Cody and I talk about this all the time, about when you meet somebody, and in general, two men that meet, there's one that might be a little bit more dominant and sub, and those are just mm -hmm. actual terms, or you could actually phrase them as top and bottom, but sometimes we're versatile, so we take on both. Oftentimes, though, in my experience, it's verse, but it's like one might be a little bit more dominant in our okay. traditional roles that we've come to know in heterosexual society do those exist and i kind of know some of the answer but tell me a little bit more about that yes there's so much i feel like there's so much more i mean i guess because i'm on this side so you know we've got femme stem butch stud uh touch me nots uh lipstick lesbians Ooh. uh princesses you've got it you got the whole gamut of it so you know we have those definite stereotype yeah. stereotypical roles that are played or played out in relationships i should say for less and would you and queen as she's going by fall into what categories that you listed if you even want to label it or maybe you move on different categories so it's interesting and i'm you know, I'm definitely divulging some information. Here. You know who's going to come um, with the hard be, questions, man. You know vulnerable. who's coming with the hard questions. Be vulnerable, darling. This ain't no Tamron Hall here. <laughs> Cody. Well, my wife was not gay before I got with her. She was actually heterosexual and married to a male. And uh, I'm her first female relationship. And... Uh, when we first got together, she was a pillow princess. She didn't do anything. It was like, okay. And for me, for most of my roles, because I consider myself more of a touch-me-not lesbian. Oh, what kind of lesbian? Um, touch-me-not. Touch. So I get, more, I get more pleasure from pleasing by pleasing versus me receiving wow. pleasure. Cody, that so, sounds like you from what you've told me. From what you've told me. From what you've told me. 
<laughs> that is definitely not me. And that is definitely not what I told you. <laughs> Maybe you weren't listening. <laughs> you know, I'm always half listening. Okay. Anyway, Jen has the floor. That's funny. I would say our relationship has evolved over the five six years that we've been together. Uh, she's still, a, you know, a feminine lesbian. Um, I call, it's funny because when we first got together, like I was calling her a baby dyke, and then she was like a sophomore dyke, and now she's up to junior dyke. So <laughs> yeah. she has a great yeah, quick yeah. course. <laughs> you said ten years. Right now. <laughs> Jen, I want to find. Oh. The straight, I want Jen. I want to find the straight boy here in town that I can run through that course and get them up to speed. <laughs> that they can divorce their spouse and and I we could that could be something we could work on. I would think that would be amazing. I'm gonna start calling you both professor, Professor Steve, Professor Jen, <laughs> and we will not deny it. Absolutely. <laughs> the categories of lesbians out there that are, I, I say they have what's called straight syndrome because all they want to date is heterosexual women. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about yeah. that. Well, you know, I think it's because, first of all, like I said in my note earlier, we live in a very heteronormative patriarchal yeah. society. And of course, we have a lot of, well, women who subscribe to, or who are lesbian, we start to subscribe to more of a uh, heteronormative look in our relationships mm -hmm. and what makes it easier to to find those people who are willing to, to subscribe to that would be heterosexual women so i i just find that for a lot of butch lesbians or touch me not it works perfectly i love it i love it jen just out of curiosity do you watch rupaul's drag race are you are you up to speed on the current um what the vegas review that's going on you are Yes. Yes. I cannot stand okay. there. Right. So <laughs> I love it. So we only have a little bit more time and we are going to go through our second hot topic with you, Jen, if you can weigh in. We didn't get to it when we opened the show. Um, if you're willing to, I'd love for you to weigh in. Um, so on the current RuPaul's Drag Race right now, there are two uh, contestants and I'm sad because tomorrow is the final episode of it but i love it because cody and i are already talking about we want to go to vegas when they start up the show again in january and and jen yeah you're with us we're gonna get the caravan going and let's do it but i wanted to hear our thoughts if you're up to speed and for those of you who get up to speed it's a lot of fun vangie and cameron michaels on the last episode of rupaul's drag race Vegas edition got into a lip lock and I just have to say it was all for it. I love both of them as contestants or not contestants. That's why I like the show. They're not contestants. How do you guys think that this is going to play out? Um, Jen, what's your first thoughts? I think it'll play out perfectly for them. I, I was surprised that you know, during their season that Actually, Brooklyn Heights fought up with Vanjie versus Sacrilege, uh, oh. uh, darling. They weren't on the same season. <laughs> you really know about it. <laughs> no, Cameron was on with Eureka O'Hara and, and oh. all those. When season ten, so was Vanjie. No, Vanjie got off the no, but she is talking oh, about. Oh, you're. <gasps> Oh, you're Cody. right. How do I get rid of Cody's block over here and make you, you my new co-host? Right. 
Thank you. I knew I was going to get co right. Well, she, she finishes her statement. I'm so sorry. So I Hemsworth picked Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights was too full of himself. And I, I just saw that them clicking more so. So it was unfortunate that they, uh, that this time has gone before they were actually able to get together. But I think it's a much better match for Vanjie and Cameron because they both are looking for the same thing, some love. They're looking for love. Yeah, yeah. So. And you said that originally, and I think that's the whole thing. And and actually, you know what? That Those are two good characters that are speaking to exactly what you were talking about, which Cody speaks to. He's just looking for love as well. I think we all are. Cody, yeah. I'm just curious when what your thoughts are because in looking at the previews, I'm a sucker for that because – out of all the characters, I like them the best, I think, that mm -hmm. they're featuring. And I would love it if it worked out for them, particularly because Cameron Michaels just had like a, a guy he was dating come and then tell him yeah. when he came to Vegas that it's over, which I was like, are you kidding me? I was <laughs> to come. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> he we just wanted it. to be on TV, clearly. Um, I couldn't. But exactly. it does. I was so happy that they kind of found their thing because they are both. They're both adorable. They both seem to be yeah. looking for the same thing. Could it be too close for comfort? And it does maybe insinuate in the next episode tomorrow night. Won't I? Don't know. What are your thoughts? All right. So, like you, I think it's adorable, and I think that it's genuine, which is the most important. Oh thing. yeah. But it makes me wonder, and it makes me curious about where the show begins and where the reality, uh, the, where the the show begins and where the reality Relation. begins, because it's reality television, basically. Yeah. So where does the reality begin and where does the relationship begin? Because they have to do things for television. Yeah. So, but you, this does seem real, doesn't it? it? It seems real, but how much is put on for television, and it just it just makes me wonder. But you didn't answer my question. Do you think that they will? <laughs> Girl, I get it. It's what is TV. the question? Now? I mean, <laughs> do you think that they will continue? To I think date they're going to continue, and they're still yeah. dating today, or that it was are. sort of like a fling. I hope that they are, because mm -hmm. honestly, I think that they are both in the same um, arena. So I think that their schedule, like Cameron was having a huge problem with the other guy as far as like their schedule, lining up the schedule. So they're in the same show, so they don't have that problem. And they understand each other's schedule when they actually do have to tour. So I do think that they'll, I hope that they'll be successful. Because like you said, I love love and we all love love. I've, I agree with both of you about the love thing. I think that they are, should work on paper and i do believe what they're showing on the tv show i don't think it's going to work based on a preview that i saw for some reason and also mm -hmm. and also because i also know that he, there was a little bit of foreshadowing when cameron michaels talked about when you work with somebody it can be a good thing because you guys share the same mentality. Like I in was one dating, episode. No, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, all right. That like I was dating somebody in my apartment complex, and in on theory, yes, he had sort of a problem with it. Like, is this a bad thing? And I'm like, no, we're both adults, like Cameron says. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was convenient in this COVID area because it's just down the hall. And I said, as I've lived up to with this person, that it didn't work out. 
I'm glad we did it because it was convenient, but I'm adult enough to see him and be like, hey, what's up? I'm, it's not, I don't want to like, you know, put a knife with underneath his doormat here so I can handle Boy, it. Is rabbit. I think that it, their world is with being a drag queen is a little too nitty gritty close working yeah. backstage. I don't think it's going to be something i think it's going to be cute to play out i wish it would but i don't think it will but that's just my yeah. thought i don't know yeah <laughs> i can see i can see both sides so okay okay i know i'm being mr cynic here jen i want to thank you so much this is you have got to come back i might even replace you with cody maurice do I get oh my goodness <laughs> i'm joking i love you boo totally, i'm totally, totally fine but I love we you have too. you if know you what are, if you're gonna if you are willing, we'd love to have you back because really, I think you can weigh into hot gay sex topics. And I love the conversation. And I we didn't get enough time with you, so I'd love to have you back. Mm -hmm. And let's go to and let's go to Vegas. I would love to come back. Thank you so much. All right, yes, All I'm right. down. I'm here for it. So thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, so much fun, yes. Cody Maurice. Amazing. Thank you, my love. I love it. Well, thanks for joining us for the episode of Tags Live. Join us every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Get Vocal platform. It's getvocal.com forward slash channel forward slash Tags Live. It's a whole lot of fun. We hope to see you this Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time to join in the conversation.